You're tuned in with Spitting Hoops. It's Sunday, April 30th, 2017. I'm Andy. As usual, I'm joined by Matt. Good evening, podcast listeners. Let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some basketball. The first round ended today and the second round began. I always am a little bit more interested in the second round. Basketball starts getting a little more competitive, more interesting games. I figured we'd give some predictions of all of them. Starting in the East with the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Toronto Raptors. Now, that's a rival match. They met up last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, and now they're meeting up this year in the semifinals. Do you think it's going to have a similar outcome, or do you think the Raps have a chance? I think it's going to be a similar outcome. I'm, I'm predicting six games. I imagine they'll get a couple from Cleveland. The way they played against Milwaukee, I don't see why they couldn't uh, get a couple games from Cleveland. But overall, I think LeBron James, Kevin Love, that whole squad is going to be able to get them in at least six games. Yeah, though I think the Cavaliers will win no problem. Well, not no problem. I think it's going to go seven games. Okay. I think the Raptors got better, and I, they, I yeah. don't know if you disagree with no, that. No, I do. Serge Ibaka and even uh, Powell being there, they got a nice squad this year. P.J. Tucker, great P.J. addition. P.J. Tucker, yeah. And then just some of their younger guys have gotten either better or stayed the same, and that's... And they've, they've kept a couple really key role players such as Patrick Patterson he'll show up um you know yeah. they've had they've had Carroll for a while not necessarily uh a, um a bench player but he is a role player yeah he's certainly not mm-hmm. one of the main offensive options most nights anyway right yeah so I mean Toronto won in six last year I since they got better I kind of think they may win seven they'll protect get their one home more floor, from one. yeah or maybe they'll get Mm-hmm. each exchange one game on the opponent's home floor. But I think the Cavaliers will win in seven, and I think the margin of victory for the series for the Cavaliers will be pretty large. Yeah, no, pretty large. Oh. I think it'll be pretty large margin of victory points per game. I think the games the Cavs win, they're going to blow they're them out, blow them and up. they're just going to lose three close ones. Do you think ones. the same for Toronto, though, or do you think it's going to be close games for Toronto when they win? No, I, I think it's going to be... Real close games for Toronto. But yeah. for Cleveland, blowouts. blowouts. Cleveland's going to win by blowouts, and, and Toronto's going gotcha. to squeak three close wins. And I like that. That's interesting. So I think they're going to beat them. That's when I, why I say I think they're yeah. going to win easily, because they're going right. to beat them by a big point differential, but it's going to take seven games. Yeah. And and the seventh game is just going to be like an absolute massacre, I think. Like some kind of like... I respect it. 60, 70 point mm-hmm. game to like 110 or something. Right, just right. Poof, one of those all-time great LeBron games that we see in the playoffs every year. Maybe it doesn't go seven. I wouldn't be surprised at six. I wouldn't be surprised at a sweep because it's LeBron and the Cavaliers. But just how the two teams are lining up and how hungry Toronto is, I think it would mean a lot to them to go seven with the Cavs. That's a kind of a step they're probably trying to take. you got to take steps with this team as you get better. Well, having Serge Ibaka there and these new players, of course you're going to have those, uh, you know, working out the kinks with the team. Um, yeah, this team hasn't played together as a unit not many in minutes, the playoffs. Not many minutes, or or really at all in the playoffs, because yeah. Sergi Baca and Jonas Valanciunas, uh, I think he was healthy during the playoffs, but this is a guy who typically misses a lot during the regular season. Mm-hmm. He was really healthy this whole season. I don't know how many games he missed, but I know that he was healthy, and that's good to see. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most efficient centers, I think, in the league currently for how many minutes he plays. He's rebounding. He's a good scorer. He'll block. He doesn't have many turnovers. He's he's a real um, versatile center. He's a quality center. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people have been waiting for him to take that next step, and I don't know if he's taken it yet. No. It's like it's almost like there's kind of a block. I don't know what it is. It's almost like uh, maybe a JaVale he's maxed McGee out his kind of scenario. Well, I don't think JaVale McGee's maxed out his potential. No, but it always feels like JaVale McGee and Jonas Valanciunas have never taken that next that next step. step. Yeah, and it's like come on. Um, so it's going to be interesting this matchup between Toronto and Cleveland. You got him in seven. I got him in seven. I got him in six. Um, I say six because. Like you said, it's a good squad. I think they'll get a couple, but I think rolling into this series, Cleveland, Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron, I think they'll be they'll playing a lot better. And if they don't, we we've seen what their bench can do. Yeah, I think if it was any other team, the Raptors would be advancing on to the Eastern Conference Finals if they were hitting Washington up Washington or Boston. Or Boston. Yeah, I really <laughs> believe they would push past either of those two teams. They just happen to meet up with the Cavs in this round, and it's unfortunate. Kind of like how it's unfortunate the, the Houston and Spurs meet up in the in the in this round. We'll talk sure. about that later. But you know those are some tough second round matchups. And transitioning into that, how do you think this Boston Washington uh, matchup is going to go? Ooh, that one's that one's a little bit tougher to call. I don't know right. if I've decided yet on that. I'm ha- I'm a little up in the air too. Um, I'm sitting at a seven game and I'm picking favorites here, and I'm going Washington. You're going Washington? I just think it's a more efficient squad. Even though they lost today's game. Home court for Boston, though. Yeah, they did what they were supposed you know, to do, come out and win game. Boston did what they were supposed to do. How I've always looked one. at these first four games is if each person takes their two games. you got a three-game series. you and got it kind a three-game series. You're just both tied now. Then you're it's playing, best of three. Then you're playing chess because you yeah. already got your other team's moves down. you got what defensive plays are running, yeah. what offensive schemes are trying to operate You're with. the away team. Yeah. You know, you get that second game of the three. So if you can take that first one, that's obviously the advantage. You get that home game. But if you lose that first one, you get the home game. You still have one more chance. Still yeah. One more chance. And that's tough. It's tough to be in that situation. But it's almost like being the villain. And I know some of these squads love to take that home court, that last game. Like, And you never want to be there game seven on the opponent's court. But when you take that... Oh, it's probably like, a good feeling. I mean, yeah. you probably want to win it in front of your fans, but at the same time, it's a different type of feeling. It's a different type of feeling. Stealing it from the other fans must be satisfying. Sure. So, so what's your prediction, though? I got him. At, if we if we dropped a podcast yesterday, right. I probably would have picked Washington. But I I picked Washington going into it. But you it. picked Washington going into it, and you're picking them even after today's first game. Yeah. And I don't know if I can pick them after today's first game. Yeah, it was just Boston winning the first game, but they still got a game. You think they're firing? At all cylinders right no. now? No, I don't. You think they're just finding their stride? They're playing well. Yeah. I mean, I think they're more than finding their stride. I think they're striding, if that's the way mm-hmm. you want to put it. Sure. Um, and I think they're going to win the the Wizards series. I think it's a pretty. I think it was a pretty even matchup going into it, and now that it's one game to zero. Man, Boston, Cleveland, that'd be nice. That'd be nice finals. It'd or be fun. Conference finals. That would be fun. I just I would love to see John Wall get to the conference finals. Hasn't been there. No. And lost twice in the second round. And he's such a hard worker, but this game... And I could see him breaking through. And me too. And this is one of those games where I'm actually happy to to put a positive spin on it. Of course, I'm not happy to see him lose, but I'm happy to see them have an opportunity to grow from this. Because I, I watched the game. I watched John Wall 
turn the ball over a lot, but still be that leader, still be patient yeah. as John Wall is and still try to find the way to, to the hoop. So and, with, and with John Wall turning over the ball, I mean, I kind of want to just mention this briefly, but turnovers as an individual player, I don't feel like are as important as team turnovers. Uh, Washington turned the ball over 12 times. Boston turned the ball over 11 times. So as a team, their turnovers were really comparable. Sure. And I I completely agree on the on the terms that individual yeah. doesn't matter. Because you got a guy like John eight. Wall handling the ball the majority of the time and cre- creating plays and doing all that. Because his ratio is great. He ended with a double-double. He's still such an efficient player. My only concern when it comes to turnovers is, sure, it's not about the individual turnovers, but it's the opportunity that the turnovers create for the other team at certain points in the game. First-half turnovers, I think, are less crucial than second-half turnovers, and that's when all of those turnovers, not all of them, but most of those turnovers happened yeah. in that second half. Obviously, obviously, the closer to the end of the game it gets, every minute to closer to the end of the game it gets, the more and the more detrimental those turnovers can be. Right. So I just saw a lot of those towards the end of the game, and it was just, I, I want to see it as... do you think that's his fault? Or do you think no, if no, the no, ball no, was no. in anyone's hand, no. Boston would have been playing that same kind no, of defense and forced that turnover? I don't think it's to place blame on John Wall. I think it's a great opportunity to work harder towards learning their defense. Yeah. Avery Bradley being on him the whole time. They had Isaiah Thomas on Kelly Obrey Jr., and what that did for Isaiah Thomas is allow him to get on offense better and not really work as hard as on defense. If he's guarding John Wall, maybe Isaiah Thomas wouldn't have done what he did. But you have people like Avery Bradley guarding him, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart had a couple blocks on John Wall. That's huge. So yeah. he needs to take that, and he needs to grow as a player because he's not injured like he has been in, in the past, so he really has the opportunity to keep moving forward. He's healthy. He's got a good mindset. He stayed positive throughout that game. I could just see his mannerisms being really patient. It was, I think it'll be a good opportunity for him. Yeah, he has a good mindset. Mm-hmm. And so is Bradley Beals, so it's a good squad. Yeah, I, they're definitely working, mm-hmm. learning the kinks of how they were not working well together or what the media was leading us to believe they were not working well together, and now they definitely seem to have some kind of on-court, more on-court mm-hmm. camaraderie. Sure, and young team, so it's just I'm happy to see him get the experience. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to win this one. I'm going Boston in seven. And I'm going Washington seven. So we got similar number of games. Yeah. Just one of those games is going to be what they what the I game think the changers. home court advantage yeah. in Boston in mm-hmm. game seven is just going to... Yeah. Yeah, so it for me, first prediction is seven. Best case is six. Because, you know, if you don't want to have... You, maybe you take one of those home courts sooner. Well, obviously, best case is four, but the Wizards very well could win a Boston home game or two. So I think we've covered those pretty well. If it's good with you, we'll take a quick break. All right, sounds good with me. Perfect. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Keep listening. We are back, and you are still listening to Spitting Hoops. If you have any suggestions, email us at spittinghoops at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at spittinghoops. We're going to transition over to the West Coast second round predictions and I think we should start with the Warriors and the Jazz but before we get into that let's talk about the game that happened today with the Jazz and the Clippers a little bit. 
Not exactly the outcome I thought that game, actually. You thought the Clippers were going to pull it out? I thought Clippers would get it. Um, Obviously, home court advantage had um, an advantage until... They never really pulled through. The Jazz kind of <laughs> yeah, didn't have the advantage until they, they lost. Right, because the Jazz really kept their position them. the whole game. They were they hungry the whole them. game. Yes, they deserve it though. Clippers I'm made happy. a little run at the end, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. wasn't too it wasn't fascinating. Enough. You know, it was they kind of gave up in the third quarter and then started trying again in the fourth. It was like they were confused on whether they wanted to win the game or not. They just had every aspect covered. They had Derek Favors coming up huge offensive boards, even there for the defensive boards. And Gordon Hayward was pretty efficient, and Boris Diaw coming out, starting the game, actually yeah. handling the ball. They they wanted to have Boris Diaw out there. Yeah, mentioning going back to Derek Favors yeah. earlier, we were talking about big men who really hadn't taken the next step. Derek Favors has kind of taken that next in step. the playoffs, and yeah, in the playoffs and towards the end of the season as well. He was playing, starting to ramp up his play. He's he's a big part of why they're winning, guaranteed. And um, all the other guys you mentioned, too, George Hill, absolutely. Sure, but considering playing 20 min- 29 minutes coming off of the bench and Rudy Gobert played 13, Rudy Gobert uh, had only one attempt with a total of four defensive rebounds where Derek Favors had four offensive rebounds. That's huge. Yeah, it's big. You know, it, maybe it's a far-fetched guess, but I guarantee every single one of those is a made putback. And yeah, probably. And, and Gordon Hayward, obviously, he's their star, and he did what the star needed to do. So his role players complimented him, or not just the role players, but the role players and other key pieces complimented him. And then he came out, played big minutes, and performed well. They're an efficient team this season. Yeah, They're, I mean, look at Gordon Hayward again. You know, didn't overshoot the three. Two for two, two for, for three, three on three. Shooted yeah. well timed, well made threes. The whole team with threes were very efficient that wasn't their game but they were efficient it was not like you know eight of they're not 22 like or Rockets, something you know? they're not yeah. oh, the golden state warriors just that's their game strategy. eight of 11 for Derek favors they rely on their defense eight of 11 with zero threes from one player that's super efficient you're not losing basketball with this efficiency so it's nice to see this young squad show this this team, promise. pretty yeah. much of full of vets. So, Raven Felton, Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, no Jamal Blake, Crawford. No Blake Griffin. Yeah. So but, I guess that's my question. The no Blake Griffin, can can this team with all this promise, can they even put up a fight against the Golden State Warriors? I mean, I they think, beat the Clippers. That's that's great. I think this series would have went a different direction with with no with no Blake Griffin with with Blake Griffin. I don't think you doubt that either, right? I that do the not. Clippers would have went through not. without Yeah. It's not an exact just giveaway. They still could have fought really well. And they they have a won. good front court. I just think this would be a closer game. It just seemed very easy. Uh, Golden State Warriors and the Jazz, though, I, th- I, I think it's still going to be pretty much uh, a, a, a giveaway that Golden State Warriors are going to take it. But I got them at five, Golden State. I think... The Jazz can surprise us like they did against the Clippers. I don't necessarily, and, and speaking for you saying it was a surprise, maybe you thought the Jazz from the beginning with a healthy Blake Griffin would uh, come out as close of games, but you know, I, I, I'm i surprised it went to seven games. I really thought Clippers could have them by six. Yeah. And, you know, 
you're giving them one game. You're giving the Jazz one game against the Warriors. I don't even think I'm giving them that. I'm Sweet. saying let's bust out the broom. Let's bring it out right now. Let's bring out the broom. Yeah. The Warriors are playing well. If Kevin Durant is upping his minutes, he doesn't even need to be back to full workload. If he's just upping production, upping minutes, they're not going to have a problem taking care of this team. They're underexperienced and really underprepared. Understaffed. They, they they just don't have the shooters to outshoot the Golden State Warriors. I think defense is probably there's not many teams that have the offense against Golden State Warriors. There's there, there's not there's limited. But but the point is is Jazz are not one of those teams that can outscore Golden State. No. Their defense would really have They're to come to slow into them play. Down. And, and I just don't see them how slowing can, them down. How can four you games. slow that team down for four games? Seven games. I don't see him tolling him down for one game. That's why I'm saying bust out the broom, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be another sweep. Yeah. A second round sweep. I hate to say it. I think this is going to be the least interesting series to watch. Not that the Portland game was pretty uninteresting. What are you talking about? This the, in the second round. In the, the, the second the round. Least this... interest, yeah. The, of, the, gotcha. of the four remaining series, I think this series is going to be the least interesting to watch. It I, will I mean, be. I hate it to will say be. And I love basketball, so I'm going to enjoy watching all of them. I always enjoy watching games. I enjoy watching blowouts. You know that. People are always, I'll turn off the channel. I'm like, nah, we got to keep it on. Someone could do something, even though it's 71 to 51 right now. Like, I want to see what's about to happen. But I, I just don't think, compared to some of these other series, some of these other ones look amazing. I mean, Boston, Washington is going to be awesome. And Houston, Houston San Antonio, Antonio, I think, is going to be, be my favorite. My favorite is going to be Boston, Washington. and But Houston, San Antonio is a close second for sure. I, I think that Cleveland, Toronto is just as entering, uh, interesting as the San Antonio. Yeah, so, I, don't th- I don't think you're wrong about that. So with the game that you're giving the Jazz to win, Obviously, Gordon Hayward's going to have a have to have a big game, um, and then George Hill will have to play nice. And Derek Flavors, you know, those guys are going to have to play well as well. So they're three kind of big role players. Rudy Gobert doesn't have to give him a huge offensive game, but his defense has to be on point. They're still going to need X factors to step in. Who are going to be the X factors that step in to win that game? Joe Ingles, Joe six Ingles. foot eight shooting guard. Somebody who can facilitate the ball. Somebody who's not a spot-up shooter, but he's a versatile player. I think with players like Gordon Hayward and George Hill, Rodney Hood, even Joe Johnson, if they can kind of play through Ingles as far as facilitating, really maximizing their shooting potential, I think they could do well. Yeah. I think in the long run, it's not enough. It might not be. But you're saying they're going to win one game. So are you talking in the long run of a single game or a long run of the series? Just the series. Of the series. Okay. Because Joe Johnson, I mean, yeah, he's great. I don't know if he's going to have a big game. He could be very crucial in a clutch situation, uh, a need-a-basket type of situation. But I don't know if it's going to be close games. The Warriors don't really have close games. They're blowouts. Not always. I think they'll have one close game and and a loss. They'll have one close game that's a loss. I think they'll be... High bo- scoring, probably, what? Like I maybe think they'll like, both be at, at, at home for the Jazz. One of the, the, lo- one, the loss that's going to happen is going to be at home for the Jazz. Yeah, I don't think they'll win one at the Oracle. No, I, yeah, the one loss for the Warriors would be um, Jazz home court. Cool. Do you want to move on to the next series? Houston-San Antonio? Yeah, I mean, I think we got that Warriors series covered. I got the Warriors in four. You have the Warriors in five, so... If you're cool to move on, I'm cool to move on. Houston Rockets and San Antonio. Should be a very interesting series between these two rival teams. 
one team being a very fast-paced offense, the other team being a very versatile team, good at breaking the opponent down, Popovich, very experienced in the playoffs. Um, D'Antoni, I'm sure he wants to prove what his team can do, and James Harden being at, you know, controlling the reins, it should be interesting. Yeah, I'm sure D'Antoni wants to show what he can do, but I don't know if you saw the new Game of Zones episode, but he doesn't have any defensive plays in his libraries. (laughs) So I don't know if he can get it done against Pop. Like you said, they're a versatile team. They're great at defense, and they can score as well. They have more than one player who can score the Spurs. So They have a deep bench. They always have. This year, it's one of my favorite benches with Powell, David Lee. It's nice. Just those two right there are... Uh, two of my favorite front courts of you know most recent for the Spurs or just in general David Lee and yeah Powell just in general okay as players so I feel like whichever team wins in this series I think it's going to be the San Antonio Spurs is has a legitimate shot of beating the Golden State Warriors but I feel like the Spurs have a better shot of doing so and I think they have a better shot of winning this series not just because they have home court advantage because I think they have the Houston Rockets outclassed. The, the Rockets have a great bench, too. They have two six-man-of-the-year candidates. They have, good other, they have great shooting starters like Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon. But I just don't see those guys getting it done when it's time to lock it down on defense. I mean, Eric Gordon... You can't trust Lou Williams for defense. No. Eric Gordon's not an amazing defensive player. Ryan Anderson certainly isn't known for his defense. And James uh, Harden. Yeah, we all know just, his story. So their only defensive players they really have are like Nene and Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza being and the even better... even Nene, you know? But when were we ever talking about Nene's never, defense? Never. As being amazing, anyway. Clint Capella, at least. Yeah, but who's that going to shut down? Nobody. It's going to shut down LaMarcus or David Lee or Powell, but he can't guard both of, both of those guys at once when they're playing two of those three guys. And going back to just the, the next matchup, whoever the outcome, San Antonio statistically has the better shot just because the only losing record against a team that Golden State has is against San Antonio. And I just think that, like we've mentioned with Houston Rockets, San Antonio is a team that might be able to break down the Warriors. I don't think Houston is able to break down the Warriors. All they can do is keep up with their fast. Yeah, but going offense. back to this series, going back to this series, what makes you th- see in the what? What do you see in the Rockets that makes you think they can break down the Spurs? Is it just James Harden and how he's been playing, or? I think it's something about these other guys that I'm not seeing because I see their offensive capability. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've watched D'Antoni Systems firsthand as a Suns fan for years. And I saw our Achilles heel was defense, and I see the same problem in this team. We always lost to the Spurs when we were with D'Antoni. When we met, when we met up with them, most, more times than not, they came out of the series and we were left behind. And I just see D'Antoni having Pop, the same rival, the same Spurs team. He just has a different team now. And I don't know. I just don't see it. I just can't see him be- beating them. I can see him putting up a fight. I think Spurs in six, but I just see D'Antoni being outmatched by Pop. I feel like it's like his kryptonite. They're like, there's just something about Pop that Pop is superior to D'Antoni, but but D'Antoni might be superior to all these other coaching methods. It's just this, I don't know. I don't know how to like full on say it, but mm-hmm. no, you know what I, I'm getting I do, at. I do, you know? it's I do. Just, and I love it. Um, you know, for, for uh, just being devil's advocate, I'm saying... 
Rockets at seven. So if I were to make a case for the Rockets, it's the long-lasting basketball. Is James Harden going to get tired? Not necessarily so. when you have a team like Eric Gordon, Lou Williams, Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, all guys that will just sit there, catch the ball, and either make the three or it's you know it's going to be a quick it's usually a quick uh, possession so i think houston rockets may be able to overcome the defense with their offense just wear them down but it's going to be in seven games if spurs just fire off a couple wins against houston on their home court then it's going to be either five games or sweep I think it's like I know it's a little ridiculous to say, but it's either gonna be a sweep for this for against Houston Rockets, or it's gonna go to seven games. I don't think it's gonna be a sweep. Neither do I. Like I would be shocked. I if would this be was a too. Sweep. I would be absolutely what either if either team swept. I would be like no. My point of my point with that being though is you know Spurs get their two games and then they go to Houston and they just roll right through them. That's the only way I see. Um, the, the Spurs winning this. I think in the outlasting out game, I think the Rockets are going to be too much for them. Yeah, I, I, and see, I, I just don't think so. I see the Rockets getting hot. I see I see a lot of the games being close. Right. I see the Rockets getting hot enough for two of the games that they just shoot lights out and the Spurs just can't keep up. But the other nights when they're shooting average or below average, sure. no, Spurs are going to clean those up. <laughs> Easy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be nothing for them. So I got the Spurs in six. You got them in seven. Right. Okay. So we're going to have to see where it is. We're going to actually let everybody know next time on this how we did and who guessed more series right. Yes. We're going to keep track of it a little better than we did last time. So we'll give you an update on that. We're going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we're going to do a quick new segment where I rapid fire Andy some questions and he gives quick answers. They're going to be kind of funny, kind of quirky, and for the most part, basketball related. We'll see you in a few seconds. We are back, and we're going to do a new segment here where I rapid-fire Andy some questions. He's going into this completely blind. He hasn't heard the questions. They're going to be a bit fun, basketball-related, kind of off the wall. You ready to go on this? I am. Let's hear it. All right. Question one. A lot of NBA players have lost their tooth, their teeth in games. This has happened today with Isaiah Thomas. Goran Dragic has lost two. Let's say you're at work, and it's the busiest day of the year. All the big head honchos are there. You have all the clients, the meetings, the telephones are ringing, everything's going nuts. All of a sudden, you try to microwave a burrito at the break time. The microwave springs open and knocks your tooth out. What do you do? Busiest day of the year. Do you tough it out? What do you do? Uh, I go to a different floor, get some milk, and hope to preserve the tooth because I don't have the stomach to just jam that back into the, the socket. But you keep, it, you keep working. Yeah. You, busiest day of the year, you keep working. Yeah. I like your style. Question two. We had Fizdale give us two of the best sound bites I've heard in a long time, but the playoffs aren't over yet. Is there a coach, or a player for that matter, who's going to give us a better sound bite by the time the finals are over? And if so, who? No, I don't really have anyone off mind. No, uh, that is the correct yeah. answer. <laughs> correct answer. Question three. You're a general manager or you're going to be a general manager. You have to win a championship in five years. Your life depends on it. Which team that's currently not in the playoffs, so not remaining in the playoffs, would you pick to general manage for your life for a championship in five years? 
So one of the other teams that's not in the playoffs? Yeah, any team that's not in the playoffs. Oof. So you can pick like teams like, uh, you know, the Thunder if you five, want, or you can pick years. a team that didn't even make the playoffs. Five years. You're the GM. Your life depends on it. Uh, I know, it's tough. The Heat. The Heat? Really? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's it's just such a shot in the dark. I don't think I, it is. It, Pat Riley's accomplished. He knows what he's doing. Right. Five years isn't out of the question for him. I don't think that's a bad choice. I'm going to throw in my two cents on this one. I'd personally go the Timberwolves. Okay. You know? Yeah, fair, fair. So I, I think there's a lot of good choices. I think the Heat's one of them. Okay, question four, cats or dogs? Dogs. Cats, wrong. Okay, question five. <laughs> That's not basketball related no, I, or vaguely. right. Oh, okay, have you not seen a video of Snoop Dogg playing basketball? And then have you not seen Carl Anthony Town play basketball? Uh, Who's better, cats or dogs? Cats, cat. I'm going cat. All right, <laughs> question five. This one's a pretty good one. <laughs> You have a, <laughs> you have a free season. You've won free season tickets for a year. You get a pick though. Do you get courtside, center court, of course, or do you get your own private suite with all the amenities? Courtside. Courtside. Yeah. I'd be going private suites with all the amenities myself. I want to see. I want to hear. I want. I, I want to hear the players. I look. <laughs> you want to hear them yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. You want to hear them talk. I understand that. I like a little bit of luxury. I mean, courtside would be fun, but I'm going. Okay. I'm going private suite. Question six, and now I know your answer on this one. Me or you, 1v1? Me. No. <laughs> yeah, what, what, playing basketball? Playing basketball. You won't even play me now. I'm retired. The, what does that even mean? Okay, but if I came out of retirement... You would lose, I and would, you'd owe me okay. 100 bucks. Ah, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right, last question, question seven. If you could craft a team of any six players who are not currently in the playoffs, so if they were in the first round and lost, they're A-OK to pick. But they, but what you're doing is crafting the best six. There's no seventh, eighth, or ninth man, so endurance is going to come into play to enter the playoffs again and compete for an NBA title. Who do you pick? What six guys? Okay. Uh, so number one, easy, Russell Westbrook. Uh, shooting guard, I would have to take... Hmm, Booker. Good choice. Good like choice. Booker. Young guy. No playoff experience, but I imagine he could light it up under the right circumstances. And small forward. You got PG-13. You got Mello. I you, mean... You could even pick Rudy Gay, even with, though he's not healthy. You know, we can have fun with this. He played this season. No, I, 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 I like the PG-13. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I like that. Yeah, that's probably who Th- I would have picked. Thanks for the phone a friend. Oh, fun. <laughs> no, no fun uh, uh, power forward, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Hassan Whiteside. And another young guy, Carl Anthony Towns. Cool. And then you get a six man. Six man. Because we can't have them all playing 48 minutes a game. You know, we're going to have to have at least one guy to relieve them a little bit so they can all average 40. Hypothetically, I guess. Uh, Wiggins. Wiggins? Yeah. I like it. Young team. They might be hungry. If they could play together, I think that could be a dirty combination. What do you, do you have? Do you have insight on this? Is there is there anyone you would have picked that I didn't? You don't don't, don't draft your own team if you don't want to. No, I but. won't. I won't draft all the way. I I like the Carl Anthony Towns pick. I may have went Anthony Davis just because he's a little oh, bit yeah. more in his prime. What about the Marcus? Cousins? I don't think I would have went with the Marcus Cousins. Not yeah. not for this kind of thing. But other than that, I I, I like who you picked. I, I also could have considered picking another point guard as a backup. Mm. And always having like you know maybe like a 
CP3 who just lost today. True. And then if it wasn't yeah. CP3, you know, you could think of another ISO player like Melo. I mean, there's a lot of combinations. I don't think you picked a bad pick in the in the bunch, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of guys you could interchange. You could have a lot of fun with this, you oh, know? Yeah. yeah. I like it. I had a lot of fun with those questions. Um, my favorite one was probably the the crafted team. That was fun. That was that was I like that. That was good. The crafted team. Yeah, yeah, I like that's why I saved that L- one for a little, last. A little draft. I like drafts. So Always I'll try to get excited. more of these questions. Yeah. Maybe again, we'll do this Matt's rapid fire questions to Andy thing or vice versa. Or maybe vice even. versa. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. Well, as always, we're spitting hoops. If you want to hit us up on Twitter at spitting hoops. You can do that, or you can email us, if that's more your thing, at spittinghoops at gmail.com. Until next time, take that for data.